Hello, this is another episode of Storytime with Big Beefin. The following story I'm about to tell you took place approximately 17 years ago, between the time of 2004 to 2005. It's impossible to say when. But it happened in Arlington, Texas. And this was right at the start of my time at university. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the time frame had been right after I had split off with Emily, which that's in a previous episode. You can go back and listen to that one. This one, um, you know, I'd been on my own. I was a bachelor. I was in college. Man, it's time to let the good times roll. The only problem is I was broke. Never really had a lot of money. At that time in Arlington, and this is probably how you could figure out the time frame it was in, at that time in Arlington, strip clubs were pretty rampant. Um, there was several strip clubs right there in the um, in the middle of Arlington, right by Six Flags, like on the other side of the highway, close to the Grand Prairie, all over the place. And I'm not talking about because they s- gradually got to where it was like less and less. This is like full blown nudity, like right there, and was super cheap and right in the heart of Arlington, Texas, where the Cowboys play and the Rangers play and Six Flags. Hurricane Harbor, all that good stuff, right across the highway, less than a mile away, 15 years ago, were all the strip clubs you needed. Now, how do I know this? Well, obviously, because I went. But at the time, I wasn't really well off financially. Like I said, I was going to college. Money was tight. I was working at the Walmart there in Arlington. And I was working in the hardware department. And... You know, things were going fine. I was, you know, the job's not that hard to do. You're, you're basically mixing paint back in those days. I mean, it, now it's all computerized. But back then you had a little chart that you would follow and tell you what colors to put in. And I got to be pretty good. And the workers that would come in that needed paint match, they knew that I was the guy to go see because I pretty much mastered the system and I could get it exactly how they wanted. Whereas most Walmarts, you walked in as some kid, not giving a fuck, not really understanding how to do it. You know, whereas if you got me... Hey, I could I could get you the paint you needed, but I didn't know any I didn't know anything else about fucking hardware or any of the other shit. I just knew how to mix the paint machine pretty good. Well, I had befriended uh, my supervisor at the time. Um, his name was Chad. Chad was an interesting guy. Um, he was in his late thirties, married with kids, and he loved to party. He really loved to have a good time. Chad was a stocky guy, burly. Uh, he was, he'd always said he was of Greek descent. He was a white guy, but I mean, he was really hairy and lots of people confused him for being Mexican, which he wasn't, but lots of people did. He befriended a guy named Jose and, uh, Jose was, uh, he was a character. Uh, he was an interesting guy. And I would notice that they would, they spent a lot of time together. They would go to lunch together. They was hanging out, always laughing, cutting up, having a good time. Well, one day, uh, I guess they were needing some entertainment. So me and Chad got to be pretty good friends. So he started having me work in the days with him, which at the time was kind of unheard of. Usually if you were a kid in college and you're working at Walmart, you're going to work the PM shift. They don't like you working days because that means you're going to be a career guy. And they only want, you know, career people doing that. They don't want just the part-timers working during the day. But he was letting me do it. So much to the chagrin of my coworker, Jim, Big Jim, uh, Chad would have me in the day. I'd come in, take care of all his grunt work, the shit that he didn't want to do. 
And Chad just sit back and kind of coast, do his ordering, you know, easy street. And then he's got me doing the grunt work. It's a win-win. So we got to doing this for a little while, building trust up with Chad, knowing that I was somebody he could count on. He's like, hey, man, uh, I got to run to the bank during my lunch break. You want to go with me? Well, fuck yeah. Well, whatever. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll get something to eat out of this. So I go. And he tells me, hey, uh, why don't we just go to the strip club real quick and eat there? And I'm like, well, I didn't know you could eat at strip clubs, but fuck, I'm in. So we go to the strip club in Arlington, and it was a good time. <coughs> you know, back in those days, uh, like I said, full nudity. Of all the women I remember, I always remember this one really blonde, this blonde, buxom, you know, tall chick that was you know, huge breast, looked like a stripper. But that was the one everybody went to because she had the goods, you know. And all the, all the other ladies, I mean, yeah, they are trying their best, but goddamn, it was the fucking day crew. So, you know, you get what you get. Anyways, we do that a couple times, and he's like, hey, let's bring in Jose. Now, this is this is how cheap we were. Like, the place, you know, they've got drinks, but I couldn't afford them fucking drinks. So what Chad would do is he'd go buy a 12-pack, and we'd just sneak the beers in. So I've got, like, three beer bottles in my pants. And at one time, one of the waitresses is like, hey, I, I don't remember serving you a beer. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, just blew her off. And then she kind of just lost track of it because she went to go serve somebody else at another table. And I'll never forget this old woman reached under her skirt and started fingering her. And the woman, the, the waitress seemed like really uncomfortable about it because she wasn't a stripper. She was a waitress and this woman's just assaulted her. Anyways, no harm, no foul. We did that a couple times. I'm doing it on my lunch break. Well, B- Big Jim starts to notice that I'm, I'm getting pretty close to Chad. <laughs> And uh, he's not too happy about it because, you know, Big Jim's been at Walmart forever and he's not getting any love. So why the fuck am I getting it? All right. Well, time marches on and we're doing pretty good. And uh, one day that it, it's Chad's like, hey, Jose's going to go with us to the club. And I'm like, all right, man, uh, that's fine. Whatever. You know, I like Jose. <coughs> so we go and it's uh, business as usual. You know, normal strip club. Fun. I remember that tall blonde chick was there. You know, it's always weird when you first go to the strip club the first time. You don't really know what to do because if you haven't watched the video. So, you know, you're standing up there with your dollar, trying to lure him back to your table to get that lap dance, hoping to get a deal. Fucking Chad's trying to get their fucking phone number and shit. All right, middle of the day, fucking drinking on the job. All right, well, this one day in particular, I'd gotten at the point where I didn't want to, uh, I knew that we were going to take longer than an hour to go do this shit, but I didn't want to lose any time. So what I would do is I would uh, wait until we got back and then I would clock out on the time card, but I'd still go back to work. And then after an hour, I would go clock back in and that would be my quote unquote lunch break. And then I'd work for 10, 15 more minutes to finish out the day that way because you have to get a break. So I'm getting my break. But I'm also getting my work in. All right. I know that's shady as fuck, but anyways, that's what I did. Well, this one day I did that, and um, we go out to the club, and it's getting time to wrap it up, and Chad's, like, trying to get this fucking chick's phone number, and he don't want to leave. So Jose's like, hey, man, I got to go pick up my kids from school, bro. I got to go. And Chad's like, no, man, let's stay. Let's stay here. Let's stay. That's how he talked. Oh, hey, man, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, man, I got to go, too, man. I got to get back on the clock, bro. Like, And I really do at this point because... I'm building, I'm racking up time right quick and I got to make this shit up. So I, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble over this crap. So Chad's like, well, Shane, just go with Jose. Just go with Jose. So I get in the car with Jose and he's like, hey man, I got to make a stop real quick before we go home. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, okay, man, is it going to be quick? Yeah, bro, it's going to be quick. Let's just hold on. 
So we go to this fucking house in a bad part of Arlington. And I didn't know that parts of Arlington right then, but I know now it was bad. We go in there. It's a two-story house. Big fucking Rottweiler just sitting there just snarling and chomping at the bit. And the girl answers the door, sniffing her nose. And he's like, hey, you, you know, you got that? You got that? And I couldn't hear what the fuck he was saying. And I'm, I've already drinking like four or five beers at this point. So I'm not, you know, all there myself feeling a nice little buzz. And we go, uh, I go into their house and I sit down on this couch, this big ass fucking dog staring at me. He goes upstairs, comes back, hauling ass. He's like, let's go, let's go now. And I'm like, fuck, okay, okay. So I get up and, you know, fucking stumble out of the fucking house. We go jump in his van. He fucking hauls ass out of there, peels out. And that fucking dog is barking as loud as shit in the background. We pull out of there. So he's looking at me and he's like, hey man, I can't, I can't drop you off at Walmart right away. And I'm like, bro, I got to go back to work now. Like this is taking too long. They're going to be wanting to know where the fuck I am. And he's like, no, 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 man, don't worry about it. Uh, I got to pick up my kids first. I'm like, fuck, okay. So we're going down 360 and we're going about, you know, 65 miles an hour, hauling ass. And he looks over at me. He's like, hey man, I need you to take the wheel. I'm like, why? He's like, just take the wheel real quick. So, okay, so I take the wheel. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out a fucking Ziploc bag, rolled up, takes this bag, opens it, I see this white fucking powder that I don't know what the fuck it is at the time. And he just sprinkles it along the steering column, the top of the steering wheel. You know, there's a little space in between where your horn is and the top of your steering wheel. He just sprays a little fucking line of cocaine right there across his fucking steering wheel. And I'm thinking, God damn it. I'm going to fucking prison. This is the end of my life. College is fucked. This is it. We're going to get pulled over because they're going to see me driving this fucking thing. They're going to see him leaning over fucking doing the line. He's not going to admit that it's his. I'm fucking going to prison. So now I'm starting to think, how the fuck am I going to get out of this van? <laughs> like I said, we're rolling about 65 miles an hour. And I'm like, fuck, man, if he slows down to 30, maybe I can just jump. And, you know, it might fucking hurt, but at least I don't fucking go to jail. And so he starts to slow down. I'm getting ready to fucking do it. And he's like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on, man? Hold the wheel. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, okay. He's like, we're almost there. So he finishes cocaine. Eyes are bloodshot. Puts the junk up. And I'm just sitting there fucking terrified, thinking, okay, at this stop sign, I'm going to jump. At this stop sign, I'm going to jump. But I don't get the fucking courage to do it, because then I got to thinking about how bad it hurt and all that shit. We go to the school. He picks up his kids. Now, Jose had mixed kids, so he was Mexican. His kids were black. Um, his wife was black, so the kids were, were dark-skinned. And go to school, and they're all smiling and shit. Hey, Daddy. And his eyes are fucking red, fucking bloodshot, like just deep red. And he's just laughing and shit, and they get in the car, and he's like, all right, let's go. And they're like, who's this fucking big-ass white dude, like, sitting in the fucking front seat, man? Who is this guy? And I'm just like, hey, kids. I'm like, Danny, who's this? And he's like, oh, it's a friend from work. Like, Don't worry about it. Like, I got to take him back to I gotta take him back to work, then we'll go home. Like, Can we get McDonald's? And yeah. So he takes me back to Walmart, drops me off, fucking peels out of there, hauls ass. So I'm making a beeline right to the fact, back, you know, clock in and get back to fucking work. And at this point, I'm probably about 30 minutes late than I should have been. So I'm out on the sales floor working, minding my own business. Big Jim comes around the corner. He's like, hey, where'd you go? I'm like, oh, man, you know, I had my lunch break. He's like, oh, really? You had your lunch break, huh? And I'm like, yeah, man, just had my lunch break. I'm going to, you know, finish out the day here in about an hour or so. And he's like, that's interesting. It's interesting that you said that. You know, I, I, you know, if you know somebody's uh, code, you can go look at their timesheets. And I just, I just happened to look at yours. And it's kind of funny. I saw you, uh, you actually clocked out for uh, lunch just now. And then you clocked back in. <coughs> and I was like, fuck, man. 
fucking Jim went and pulled my time record so he knows what the fuck I'm doing. And he's like, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, that's against the rules. Like, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, Jim, uh, damn, man, I, I guess I made a mistake. I guess I wasn't paying attention. He's like, I don't know. I think you and Chad are going to be a little too good friends, and I think this is going too far. So I was like, fuck. So I, I didn't know what to do. So I, uh, I went and just called the manager. I called uh, one of the co-managers. His name was Jacob, which found out later this dude was banging a fucking ton of employees. So he's shady as fuck, too. Call him up. I'm like, hey, Jacob, uh, you know, man, I, I hate to say this, but I messed up on my time today. Um, I, I did my lunch wrong. I, I I wasn't paying attention when I clocked out. I thought I did, and I didn't. You know, come to find out, I you know I, I was I was actually away at work on my what should have been my lunch break. I was actually on the clock, and then I was working what should have been my lunch break. It was a mix up. I just wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry about it. And he's like, oh, you know what, Shane, uh, you're one of our good workers, and we don't really hear this problem out of you. So just uh, make sure it doesn't happen again, and, and we'll call it even. I was like, fuck, great, man. So I go back to the gym, and Jim's sitting there staring at me. He's like, so. Wonder what's going to happen when the managers look at your time. And I was like, well, Jim, I, you know, I was kind of worried about it. So I went ahead and called Jacob. And he's like, oh, really? Well, what did he say? And I was like, well, he told me, you know, don't let it happen again. Jim's just fucking so pissed. He like threw down his fucking little rubber mallet to you know, close his paint cans. He's like, God damn it. Golden child can do no wrong. And from then on, it was just constantly giving me shit. But I, you know, fucking I was doing, I was in the wrong. Jim was right. You know, I was being shady as fuck, but, uh, damn, he didn't have to be an asshole about it. Anyways, yeah, so Chad would, uh, from then on, I knew Chad and Jose were into cocaine, and then I learned that they were getting it from this woman in the toy department. She was pretty much funneling cocaine into the whole, uh, the whole store, and, uh, he would come back from lunch, fucking, you could tell he was ramped up, because he would go from zero to 60 laughing and shit, and at that point, I kind of stopped hanging out with him. Um, it was just getting to be too much, and I, I was fucking paranoid. And I, I was interested in moving up and promoting and getting out of there, so I was, I was going to go into automotive. And I, I left, and I, I kind of lost touch with him for a little bit, um, but I heard later that the fucking cocaine got out of hand, and so somebody called up there and reported him, and he failed a drug test and got fired. So that's the story, man. That's the cocaine adventure. Um, you know, normally I end these with a moral, and the moral of that story is, uh, you know, don't jump. <laughs>